We are in the Gemara on Chavches Amar Aleph 28A2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara now is going through uh, the different cases of the Mishnah. This is the Gemara which is commenting on the Mishnah starting all the way back on Chavav Amar Aleph uh, 26, uh, page 26. And we had a few different cases in that Mishnah. The Mishnah is discussing what we've been discussing for the past couple of weeks, the case where uh, two brothers marry two sisters and those brothers pass away, but different permutations uh, within that case of um, and the ramifications of that, what the halacha, what the law would be in those cases. So the Gemara is going to discuss a one of those cases uh, of the Mishnah, uh, but also it's important to keep in mind that the opinion of Rav Yochanan that we had on the last daf, from the last, from the recording from last week, the opinion of Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan was of the opinion that if there's a situation uh, where the husband passes away and the wife is allowed to do yibum, it's permissible for the wife to do yibum or chalitza, and does, uh, and then something happens and now she's no longer able to do yibum. So then if the situation occurs where she's now able to do Yibam, something else changes, and she's able to do Yibam, so then we say that Chazre Lehatera Harisha, and she can now do Yibam. Meaning as opposed to the case where uh, right when the husband passes away, she's not allowed to do Yibam, so then even if the situation changes and she's allowed to do Yibam, we apply a certain principle called Nasra, uh, which is that once it became forbidden, the defining moment is at the time of the death, of the husband, and that at that point in time, since it was forbidden to do yibam, so then forever, it's, it's, even if circumstances change, and it would seem that she would be able to do yibam, no, once at that moment she's not allowed to do yibam, she's never allowed to do yibam. But in our case, the case that Rav Yochanan is discussing, it is permissible to do yibam, and only after the husband's death. So let's say uh, the case that we're discussing, that we've been discussing, is. Uh, Ruven and Shimon are brothers, they both marry sisters, and so Mrs. Ruven, Ruven passes away first, Mrs. Ruven is now able to do Yibam or Chalitza, but then Shimon passes away, and Mrs. Ruven and Mrs. Shimon are sisters, so now Mrs. Ruven cannot do Yibam because it's a rabbinic prohibition of Achel Zikukaso, she's the sister of, of, of Mrs. Shimon, Mrs. Shimon is, uh, is that strong bond. Uh, has that strong bond with the brothers. And so now Mrs. Ruven can no longer do Yibam, even though she was able to do Yibam um, at the at the time of Ruven's death. And then let's say Mrs. Shimon passes away, so now Mrs. Ruven could do Yibam because her sister is no longer uh, in the picture. Her, her sister passed away, so now she has the oppor- op- op- potential to do Yibam. So Rav Yochanan would say you could do Yibam in that case. It would be permissible to do Yibam in that case uh, because... At the time of the death of Ruvain, Mrs. Ru- Mrs. Ruvain, Ruvain's wife, was able to do Yibum at that time. Even though if later on she's no longer able to do Yibum, and then it comes back that she could could do Yibum, so then we go we fall back on the defining moment, which is at the time of death of her husband. Okay, it's important to keep that in mind as we go uh, through this Gemara. The Gemara will have as we go through this Gemara for this through this stuff, it will discuss the different cases of the mission and just have a few lines. Of commentary on each uh, each of these cases, so these are shorter um, shorter discussions for each case. But the, the Gemara says as follows: Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says well, this is one of the cases of the Mishnah. 
The case is as follows. So again, the same case. Two sisters fall to Yibam. Reuben and Shimon uh, pass away. Mrs. Reuben and Mrs. Shimon are sisters. And there is Levi and Yehuda. The two brothers are alive, Levi and Yehuda. And what's unique about this case is that uh, Levi, let's say, Mrs. Reuven, not just married Levi's brother, Reuven, but is also Levi's mother-in-law. Uh, it's also also Levi's mother-in-law. So Levi's mother-in-law married Levi's brother. And so with regards to Mrs. Reuven, Levi has no connection. There's no Zika because since they're related some other way, so there is no Yibam at all. There's no potential for Yibam at all, as we've discussed in the first chapter. Uh, and so because he has no connection to Mrs. Reuven, so his only connection is to Mrs. Shimon, and it's not viewed as Achel Zukukasa. There is no rabbinic prohibition here because he has no connection to one of the sisters. He only has a connection to Mrs. Shimon. So Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. That's what the mission says. Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. However, Yehuda, the fourth brother, who's not related to anybody, to the, any of the other sisters, besides for being a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship, so then he still has to do Chalitza uh, to, both, to, to both, assuming Levi doesn't do anything. Uh, but Yehuda would have to do Chalitza. There would be no opportunity for Yibam. That is the case of the Mishnah. But the Gemara questions this. And the Gemara says, I don't understand. Salka Daitin... The Gemara says, I don't understand. What if the case is as follows? Ruvain passes away first. Mrs. Ruvain is Levi's mother-in-law. So Levi can't do Yibam uh, because it's Levi's mother-in-law. But Yehuda at this point in time, Shimon didn't pass away yet. Yehuda could do Yibam to Mrs. Reuven. Then Shimon passes away. So Shimon passed away, and now there's Mrs. Shimon. Now Mrs. Shimon cannot do Yibam to Yehuda, because with regards to Yehuda, Yehuda has a connection to both Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon. There's a connection there, so therefore there's a rabbinic prohibition because they're sisters. Uh, but with regards to Levi, since Levi doesn't have any connection to Mrs. Reuven, there's no Zika, there's no bond because there's no opportunity for Yibam. So Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. And so let's say Levi does do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. So Levi does Yibam to Mrs. Shimon, Mazel Tov, they, have, they do Yibam. So now we are left with Yehuda. And so Yehuda, the question is, according to Rav Yochanan, we just explained Rav Yochanan, why can't, and the Gemara asks, according to Rav Yochanan, why can't Yehuda now do Yibam to Mrs. Reuven? Essentially, what's happening here, Mrs. Ruvain, at the time of the death of her husband, was available to do Yibam to Yehuda. Happens to be that Shimon then passed away, and now Mrs. Shimon now and Mrs. Ruvain are both full to Yibam, and now there's no opportunity for Yibam. But once Levi does Yibam to Mrs. Shimon, so now Mrs. Shimon is out of the picture, they lost that Zika, Mrs. Shimon no longer has that bond to Yehuda because she did Yibam with Levi. So vis-a-vis Yehuda, there is no longer a connection there. So now there's only a connection between Yehuda and Mrs. Ruvain. So why can't we do Yibam? Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that if there was the opportunity to do Yibam at the time of the death, even if later on they lose that opportunity, but then they get it back, which is exactly this case, so then there is an opportunity, then you're allowed to do Yibam. So why does the Mishnah say that Yehuda has to do Chalitza? Yehuda should be able to do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain. So the Gemara answers, no, Amr Papa, Kigon de Naflahach, de Enachamosa, Beresha. Papa says, it must be, because of this question, it must be that the case is, you're right, if that were to be the case, Yehuda should be able to do Yibam 
to uh, Mrs. Ruvain. However, the case must be where Mrs. Ruvain is really, Ruvain is the second one uh, to die, meaning as follows. First, Shimon dies. Mrs. Shimon is not related to Levi or Yehuda besides her being the sister-in-law. So there's the opportunity to do Yibam to Levi or to Yehuda. Then Ruvain dies. Once Ruvain dies, Mrs. Ruvain and Mrs. Shimon are sisters. Now Mrs. Shimon cannot do Yibam. And Mrs. Ruvain can't do Yibam either because they are sisters who both fall to Yibam. There's this rabbinic prohibition. And so since uh, they can't do Yibam, uh, so let's say uh, Yehuda... Uh, so then let's say, but Levi, sorry, but Levi is also the son-in-law of Mrs. Ruvain, and Ruvain died second, so Levi could do Yibam with Mrs. Shimon. He's allowed to do Yibam with Mrs. Shimon because for Levi there is no rabbinic prohibition uh, because Mrs. Ruvain is sort of out of the picture because uh, they are already related. It's the mother-in-law of Levi, they can't do Yibam, uh, and so there's a total... There's no bond whatsoever to Mrs. Ruvain between Levi and Mrs. Ruvain. So Levi does Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. Fine. That works. But now we are left with Yehuda and Mrs. Ruvain because Levi did Yibam with Mrs. Shimon. Now Yehuda can no longer do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain because even though they, they lost the connection to Mrs. Shimon, it's not a case of this rabbinic prohibition of Achazukukasa that the two sisters have fallen to Yehuda because Mrs. Shimon is out of the picture. But in the end of the day, there is a concept that at the moment that Ruvain passed away, Mrs. Ruvain was not allowed to do Yibam because Ruvain died second. Uh, so therefore, Mrs. Ruvain was, was not allowed to do Yibam at that very moment because her sister also had already fallen to Yibam. And there's this rabbinic prohibition. So once at that moment they weren't able to do Yibam, even if afterwards Mrs. Shimon sort of out of the picture because Levi did Yibam with Mrs. Shimon, still Yehuda cannot do Yibam. Therefore, Yehuda has to do Chalitza. And that is the case of the Mishnah. Um, and that's what, that's what Papa says. That must be the case of the Mishnah, because otherwise, if it's the first way we said it, so then Yehuda really could do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain. That concludes that analysis of that part of the Mishnah. The Gemara now, now goes back to an earlier part of the Mishnah. Let's go back to our original case. The original case, again, is just without uh, the, the whole mother-in-law thing to Levi, just two brothers Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon. They both pass away, and they fall to Levi and Yehuda. So the Mishnah says that uh, neither one could do Yibam because of this rabbinic prohibition that you already have. You have a connection to both. Each brother has a connection to both, and therefore to do Yibam to the sister would be like you're marrying, sort of like your uh, your wife's sister, which is a prohibition, even though they're not the actual wife. But the Zika creates a certain bond that it's like on a, on a rabbinic level, like your wife. And so therefore there's this rabbinic prohibition. But the Mishnah also says that, at least according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, that if they got married, they violated this rabbinic prohibition, then they could stay married. They could stay married. And Rabbi Lazar, the Mishnah quoted Rabbi Lazar, which we'll see, Rabbi Lazar, which we'll see in a second, the Gemara also quotes Rabbi Lazar, who says that, no, this is actually not so simple. And this is a dispute between Beishamah and Beishelah. Beishamah says uh, that they could remain married, but Beishelah says that they would have to, uh, they would have to, get divorced. Sorry, I apologize. The first opinion, just a correction, the first opinion says that they would also have to get divorced. The ev- first opinion of the Mishnah seems to say that everyone agrees that they would have to get divorced. And Rabbi Lezer says that, no, this is a dispute between Bishamah and Bishalel. Bishamah says they're allowed to remain married. And ultimately what this is about, what they're what are they arguing about is that this is a violation of a rabbinic prohibition 
And so the question is, when they violate this, this rabbinic prohibition, did the rabbis also state that they would have to get divorced, or are they allowed to remain married? And this is the dispute. Uh, the first opinion says that they, everyone agrees they would have to get divorced, and Rabbi Lezer says, no, this is this is complicated, and this is a dispute between Beis and Beis So the Gemara now quotes a Brisa with other opinions as well. Uh, we will see that there are a total of four different opinions in the end of the day uh, for this one question as to whether or not they have to get divorced or not. Uh, so it's very, very nuanced, and... Um, you ask, you ask uh, four rabbis uh, for a question, a yes-no question, uh, you'll get four different answers. So Tanya, it's taught, taught in a brisa. Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, Be'ishamay Omer, Mikhaimu Be'isil Omerim Yotziu. Rabbi Lezer was the opinion of the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer says, according to Be'ishamay, they're allowed to remain married, even though they violated the rabbinic prohibition. According to Be'isil, they would have to get divorced. Second opinion in this brisa, Rabbi Shimon Omer Yikaimu. Rabbi Shimon says that they're allowed to remain married, and the Gemara will analyze Rav Shimon in a second. Rav Shimon says you can remain married. Abishol Omer, Abishol says no. Abishol says we have to flip it from what Rabbi Lezer said. According to Rabbi Lezer, Beishamai is more lenient and says that they can remain married. It's not true, says Abishol. Beishillah is the one who is more lenient and says that they are allowed to remain married. Beishamai is more stringent and says that they would have to get divorced. So Abishol is a third opinion in the Bible who really flips it and says that uh, they would have to, uh, that according to Beis Hillel, we are more lenient. The Gemara now analyzes Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon Kaman. Rav Shimon just said a statement saying that they could stay, they could stay married. Who does this follow? If he's just quoting the opinion of Beis Shammai, that's within Rabbi Lezer. If he's just following Beis Shammai, because Rav Shimon, as Rashi explains, has to be either according to Beis Shammai or according to Beis Hillel, because uh, he was not at their at their level, and so he would have to be with, going within one of the two. So if he's following Beis Shammai, essentially he's saying like Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer says, Beis Shammai says, you're allowed to remain married. He could be Hillel, if he's following Beis Hillel, Abishal. then that's following Abishal. Abishal says, according to Beis Hillel, they're allowed to remain married. So what is this new opinion of Rebbe Shimon? So the Gemara answers, Rebbe Shimon is saying that there is no dispute. Everyone agrees. Both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, everyone agrees that they are allowed to remain married. And that is the middle opinion of this Brisa. But in the end of the day, you include the opinion, the first opinion of the Mishnah, what comes out is that we have really four different opinions as to whether or not in this case where they violate this rabbinic prohibition to do yibum uh, to your achuzikukaso, uh, to the sister of the one that you already have a connection with, um, the Zika connection, uh, which is a rabbinic prohibition, are you allowed to remain married or not? Seemingly a yes-no answer. There are four different opinions. One opinion says, there are really two different ways of looking at it. One opinion says that everyone agrees that they have to get divorced. That's found in the Mishnah. There's another opinion that says, Rabbi Shimon, that says that everyone agrees that they would, they're allowed to remain married. And then there's a third and fourth opinion, which says that it's a dispute between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, but it could go in either direction. Either Beis Shammai is more lenient and says that they can remain married, or Beis Hillel is more lenient and says that they are allowed to remain married. So there are four different answers uh, to, this, to this question. Okay, the Gemara continues. We'll go on for a few more lines in the Gemara here to discuss another case of the Mishnah. And it's really going back to our um, to to uh, a case that we saw before. Uh, basically, the case is where we have two sisters married to two brothers. Same case of Reuben and Shimon married to Mrs. Reuben, Mrs. Shimon, and their sisters. Um, they pass away. But going back to the case of where Levi was the son-in-law, his mother-in-law was Mrs. Reuben. Right. So we pointed out that if the mother-in-law is Mrs. Reuben, 
so then Levi has no connection to Mrs. Ruvain with regards to Yibam. And then Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. Levi could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon, but Yehuda, who's the fourth, the second brother who's now alive, the fourth, the fourth brother, uh, he would have to do Chalitza because he's not related to any of them. So the Gemara asks, why do we need this case in the Mishnah? We already had a Mishnah with regards to this. Essentially, uh, the Mishnah said, we had this Mishnah earlier on Daf Chaf, on page 20, which said that it's not a case where there are two live brothers, but it's one live brother. Instead of having Levi and Yehuda, there's just Levi. And Levi now has a case where there are two sisters that uh, fall to him from two different brothers, Reuven and Shimon, Mrs. Reuven and Mr. Shimon are sisters. And it's the same exact case. Mrs. Reuven is Levi's mother-in-law. So Mrs. Reuven is Levi's mother-in-law. Uh, and if and the case is the law is that Levi could do Yibam Rechalitza to Mrs. Shimon, and that's with one brother. So what is the Mishnah adding by having two brothers here? What exactly, uh, what exactly is being added here? So the Gemara explains as follows. This is what's being added. Tzricha, we need both cases of the Mishnah. Our Mishnah, you might have thought as follows that really Levi, even though technically he could do Yibam. Fundamentally, he could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon because he's he's has no connection to Mrs. Ruvain because it's Mrs. Mrs. Ruvain is Levi's mother-in-law. So he could do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon. But the problem is that because there's also Yehuda, so we're concerned maybe if Levi's doing Yibam, Yehuda would think that maybe I could also do Yibam and he'll do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain when really he's not allowed to. He's not allowed to do Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain because Yehuda is not has a connection to both Mrs. Shimon and Mrs. Ruvain. It's Akhuzukukasu, it's this rabbinic prohibition. So there, you might have thought that there is this concern that if Levi's doing Yibam, Yehuda might think he could also do Yibam, even though he can't. Kamash Mulan, that that, uh, that really we still allow Levi to do Yibam, and we are not concerned that Yehuda will do Yibam. No, he'll know not to do Yibam. And so to the other way around. If we only had our Mishnah, so then I would have said Levi could do Gibam, uh, and Yehuda will do Chalitza, and the fact that Yehuda does Chalitza, that will show us that if there's another case of Achazugukasa, where Mrs. Ruben and Mr. Shimon are sisters, that you really are not allowed to do Yibam, and Levi's really an exception. This is an exception to the rule, because Levi's mother-in-law is Mrs. Ruben. But we know that it's an exception to the rule from the fact that Yehuda, the other brother, actually does Chalitza and doesn't do Yibam. However, if we had the previous Mishnah, Davchaf, where there's only one brother and Levi does Yibam, you might have thought that Levi shouldn't do Yibam to Mrs. Ru- Mrs. Shimon, uh, not because you're not allowed to, f- fundamentally. Fundamentally, you could, but there's a concern that if Levi does Yibam to Mrs. Shimon because he has no connection to Mrs. Ruvain because it's his mother-in-law, that in a regular case where it's two sisters that fall to a brother... Where, where the brother is not related to either sister-in-law other than being a sister-in-law. So people might get confused and say, you know what, you're allowed to do Yibam. Levi did Yibam to Mr. Shimon. Maybe in this other case, you could do Yibam when in fact you're not allowed to. Levi was an exception to the rule. And there, since there's no other brother there to prove to us that there's an exception to the rule, maybe I would say, don't do Yibam. No, the Mishnah says you could do Yibam. It is permissible to do Yibam. And so that's what the Gemara says. We need both cases. And in both cases, really, you could do Yibam. And we are not concerned. In both directions. So that concludes the Gemara and the end of Chavches Amar Aleph. We will continue with the Gemara in the next recording.